Booze, everyone. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Outers podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are ready to do some podcasting, all right? This is a feedback show. It's for people that um, had things to say throughout the week. Um, we're up bright and early doing this. It's 9 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, we know most of y'all, particularly y'all that do the chat, be like, damn, they done already did the show. Yes, we is. It's in your feed. Press play. Yeah, we, uh, were already up. We went and had breakfast. Mm-hmm. It was you know, good. Had a purple rain mimosa. I had a, a strawberry and, what was it? Strawberry and blueberry mimosa, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I had, uh, some pancake tacos. Like, I'm full full of of all the the energy and sugar and ready to go yes oh, child you too i had some, mm-hmm, some honey uh, child yes. hot chicken waffle honey hot chicken waffle and it was absolutely delicious with some grits that had like bacon and queso on it yes lord it was delicious mm-hmm. so we're really we're full mm-hmm. and ready to to take on your feedback okay we're gonna burn this energy through <laughs> uh replying to you that's what old people do you get up and you be like well let's get shit done the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport bullet ball a bullet ball extreme 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 um so you guys have listened to this show enough you know what it is you know the feedback rules and the way we go the first people we always shout out are the people that gave us some money because we know you didn't have to and we want to thank you uh you know individually uh for your money donations that's right new ends mo dividends let's talk about the people that gave us money marlon b yes marlon b wonga from down under tanya s Dodstry J, Shirley Wong Esquire, please say the Esquire, Tiffany B, Lindsay B, Alfonso M, Palmetto Stone Magic, Mr. Span from the Mr. Span Podcast, mm. J Full, James C, David C, uh, Autumn W, Jasmine J, Bambi, Dr. Professor Bambi, Unbridled Love, and lastly, Latricia C. Thank you, everybody, who gave us that, that, that guap. Appreciate you. We also got a five star review. Oh, bitch, let's go. Yep, we got one five star review. Um, and it is from Doc Octagon. Wait, Doc Octagons. There you go. It says, Wish I had five more stars. They still don't got enough stars on iTunes to rate this show. If you black and you don't listen to this show, baby, what is you doing? you doing rod recently clowned me for voting multiple times on his poll and what i like to say is that i was taught to vote early and often from him come on so i'll be stuffing the ballot box (laughs) i hear you (laughs) say it's your fault i learned it from you rod just don't go to jail in real life be careful (laughs) anyway here's my second review in the 10 plus years if you're not if you're not listening to this podcast you are unserious if you're not listening to this podcast i will fight you if you're not listening to this podcast i am angry sad and disappointed come on my reaction is angry sad and um uh, disappointed and go sign up for premium because 
this little four episodes per week ain't gonna be enough thank you thank you we love to see it okay we want everybody to become like podcast addicts to to our show mm-hmm. um uh and so yeah that's the uh that is the five star review thank you mm-hmm. appreciate it it only takes one uh hopefully somebody out there is gonna leave us another one next week okay we turn to your neighbor say neighbor neighbor have you left your five-star review have you left your five-star review and okay. for those of you that's like i gotta use words no you don't put an emoji in there we don't care yeah don't care how long just need to be nice mm-hmm. and five stars uh all right let's get into the actual show comments on our website the first episode of the week was 2732 sword versus pitchfork it was a feedback episode we have seven comments Ooh. abia says you talked about black people decided not to hit their kids same here in my childhood there was hitting not extreme and it was very common in poland at the time but still i think parents who managed to break the tradition of hitting kids deserve some kind of medal it's not easy to react calmly in very stressful situations yeah especially when you were hit as a kid growing up because your default is to go to the thing that happened to you Uh, agreed i don't think not hitting your kid means that they have more autonomy or responsibility necessarily we still have rules for them the punishment for breaking them is just different here it's getting a talk from mom or dad black steve no harvey says look at look y'all i work uptown and the lunch rush be trifling sometimes and for some reason arby's don't never have a line at the drive-thru shoulder shrug emoji shit i'll be back at my desk in under 30 minutes like the domino's noid with some curly fries and the same regrets i would have if i waited in line at bojangles of course arby's is selling drugs to the community but i can't but i can't hate because black dynamite i used to sell drugs to the community you could call us apologists or accessories to crimes but i think i like to think of us as enterprise and opportunists stay strong eve <laughs> eve got a whole half a whole arby half yeah i i mean like i said i don't care that people eat arby's i mean I, i've eaten chick-fil-a it, you know what i'm saying like i just don't get the pride and the defense of it i i feel like to 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 me y'all defending eating arby's and trying to make them out to be some kind of good company is akin to somebody trying to tell me that it's okay for chick-fil-a to be homophobic i like eat the chicken but you don't gotta excuse the bullshit and i think that's especially like before you even get into the crime front shit we know for a fact they give like 90 something percent of their money to the money that they give to politicians goes to republicans so the arby's is by far and away ahead of chick-fil-a and some of the places that y'all laugh about and shit on and pick on people for eating and boycott so i don't see where the pride comes in that's all um apia says as for racism of course it also exists here but as far as i can tell it's more of the individual racism germany as a country as a country doesn't for example try to take away voting rights from a certain group so at least that's good i wonder how it is for a black person to live here and have i have as i often said no black friends to ask there are almost only white people in my proximity because a black person will be very often the only black person in the room i'm sure being the only other one other is a burden but at least it's free college health insurance for everyone 
yeah and what people fail to realize when people go talk about these utopias you know what they are predominantly white and very very small percentage of the others being there and if that percentage get too high they'll start revolting they'll start passing laws so it's still there but it's real easy to give everybody health care and all these great things when everybody look like you yeah i like i said i can't speak to it either i don't know a lot of black people that live there i haven't right. really talked about that experience i'm sure there's kind of racism and microaggressions and macroaggressions people deal with mm-hmm. but uh maybe it's just different in a country where it's not founded on the slavery of black people like america Agreed. is pamela m8 says i'll risk your ridicule and scorn because it's funny and admit that two or three times per year i'll go through an arby's drive through for a classic roast beef sandwich with arby's and horsey sauce but not but nothing else usually because i'm literally starving and need some protein we go by uh, arby's on our way to visit my mother and we like to count how many cars are in the drive through supporting the republican party y'all don't play a game there's always a few because we're in indiana i've all i've also <clears throat> got two coupons for free breakfast sandwiches from chick-fil-a on my desk i ain't shamed all y'all are eating that chicken all y'all are eating that chicken too sometimes make it a great week pamela yeah I, like i said i just don't understand the pride and the defense of them is that's it I, i've had arby's before mm-hmm. I, I don't i'm not on here going arby's is nasty uh people send me videos of like <clears throat> people that are obviously like influencers have been paid off by big arby's and they'll send me videos like look at these dudes they ate arby's and they liked it i'm like that, that's not the problem Mm-mm. what the fuck like listen to the show <laughs> sofa king says finally got around to finishing episodes 2730 and 2731 too late to submit comments in time for last week's feedback show but on 2730 man versus everyone jl was talking about his jinx and i couldn't help but be reminded how in 2016 we saw lebron deliver a championship to cleveland and the cubs break the 108 year streak to capture the world series but well we know what happened shortly after that anyway i can't help but wonder what sort of monkey's paw arrangement jl signed up for in order to finally be on a (laughs) in order to finally be on the verge of a breakthrough in his comedy career i don't know Mm, i don't know we'll see uh as a 2730 as the 2731 winger shows great introduction to Simeon goodson and looking forward to y'all having him back on the show whenever y'all can work it out i was as taken aback as y'all were to find out that pork was in lucky charms but if you remember the commercials from when we were kids they did say that lucky charms was part of a balanced breakfast so maybe that's what they meant i don't think that's what they meant because whenever they would say that bullshit they have it cereal sitting on like a tray and on the tray it would be like an orange and some milk and uh like so a banana yeah and, they uh, try to fool you with that hefty shit but uh and i'm know. like no one eats cereal that way no like get the fuck out of here you know well, people I- that eat lucky charms are not like and i also have two eggs uh you know over easy mm-hmm. plus i uh, love cereal so some no. toast and i'll take a three bananas and an apple like you know that motherfuckers just rushing the sugar right into their veins and running out the house yes that is me as somebody who grew up on cereal and still loves cereal because a lot of uh the cereal companies talking about their cereal sales are going down a lot of the newer generation prefer like the cereal bars and like other shit that's more convenient other than actually physically sitting and eating a bowl of cereal so as somebody who loves cereal that's not true i just eat a bowl of cereal 
yeah i just know that motherfuckers lying uh in the commercials it ain't got nothing to do with the the bacon and the the pork in the, yeah. in the cereal it's i'm drinking milk on. where's this orange juice come from that they y'all wouldn't like have, to put in the background they wouldn't have put bacon on the fucking plate with the cereal if they if they wanted you to know it was in the cereal like if you know how you know it's some bullshit because in america if if it was a good thing they'd be like try fruit loose now with a hundred percent more bacon you know it's got 20 percent more pork mm, yummy <laughs> lastly i'm still repping for arby's hive over here you might have successfully shamed me out of being a proud arby's eater but i ain't gonna stop eating it nobody asked y'all to stop eating shit Mm-mm. i don't boycott anything why would i ask y'all to do such Go, no. see this is y'all insecurity hopping out <laughs> what is wrong with y'all <laughs> we eat don't the mind shit, y'all eating eat arby's. the shit in shame like you supposed to i had arby's not that long ago okay i was driving down the street i saw that the drive through was empty as always and i didn't have too much time i knew it was gonna take longer than you think because they don't have any food prepared because they have to make everything to order because they don't expect anyone to ever order food so i ordered like a roast beef sandwich or something it wasn't even anything complicated or whatever and i was like let me get a roast beef sandwich and they, they they said cool pull up and then it took them like 10 minutes to you know to to make it and give it to me and all that stuff and i ate it in shame like you supposed to i pulled over my car before i got home <laughs> I, I went to I, I went to the car wash i went to the car wash i threw it in the i, I washed my car through the, the bag in the trash oh you know well you clean your mats i threw it in the trash and i and i and i did it real surreptitiously like i threw it out with a bunch of other stuff so it wouldn't look like i was throwing out just the arby's and you know you know i shamefully you know got back in my car i prayed on it a little bit and asked the lord to forgive me and then i went back home like you supposed to that's how you eat arby's you don't supposed to do it the way y'all doing it all wearing arby's t-shirts and talking about it's okay to kill people and put them in the walk-in freezer that's ridiculous uh he says in fact i took advantage of a mobile coupon to get five for five dollar classic roast beef sandwiches just two weeks ago oh shit not five for five that's how you know it's a drug front how the fuck can someone give you five roast beef for five dollars in 2023 you can't do nothing like that like chicken nuggets cost like ten dollars now for ten of them mm-hmm. everything else went up except arby's prices get the fuck out of here and they keep rubbing it in our face like get that wagyu beef wagyu beef nigga you got wagyu beef for four dollars how that makes sense unless you're just drug line money laundering you're going yeah on the books we writing it down for 27 dollars because that's how much wagyu beef costs if you just fucking selling it but since we not claiming all that and we gonna just be like here's five dollars and then that's the the other 20 22 dollars on top of that is motherfucking cocaine proceeds <laughs> that makes sense because bitch i've been online i heard people talking about wagyu beef i was like ooh, i'm gonna check it out them wagyu beef prices i was like ooh, bitch i'm gonna take it on down to the not at arby's the not at arby's if you want arby's wagyu beef five dollars i mean i mean i mean my pockets got to get grown before i tap on that wagyu not not at arby's it's five dollars that expensive ass wagyu beef what is that the it's five dollars wagyu beef it's five dollars you're not following anything i just said you'll maybe you'll <laughs> listen back to the show and you'll get get the jokes later but it's the reason it's five dollars yes it is aj says hell no nah, i don't eat arby's i saw rdc world short since i subscribed to that channel on youtube it has been literally decades since i've eaten at arby's and i've not gone in years i was meeting an acquaintance today for lunch at arby's i could not even remember where this arby's was i had to map it and do a drive-by to find the place 
so upon arriving we're walking up to the entrance it's locked even though it's a business day i'm fine with that we end up going elsewhere for lunch none of my money is going to support the republican establishment when visiting my grandmother the doors go we didn't expect no business there they heard that time they was like oh somebody was there right why would a why would a restaurant not be open in the middle of lunch during the day it's not a holiday it's not a real fucking restaurant when my when visiting my grandmother i drove past the arby's just to see who was supporting the opposition keep making excellent and entertaining content austin E.B. says, shout out to Arby's Hive. Keep spreading the gospel. Don't listen to the Havies. Arby's has the meats. <laughs> Sad shame. <laughs> um, then, let's see. We got comments on the YouTube. Let me see what we got here. Oh, no, no comment on this episode. And uh, let's go to the poll. The poll was, do you eat Arby's, yes or no? 70% of our audience does not eat Arby's. 30% of y'all do. That's all I'm saying. Why are you such a loud 30%? Y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't nobody. Calm yeah, down. Like, we gonna let you know we here, Rod. Don't nobody care about y'all? Chill. <laughs> eat that shit shamefully like you supposed to. And it's even worse with the people with money. 81 percent of them said no 19 percent said yes because that was like bitch i go get me some real wagyu beef what is this uh the the q a was you don't have to defend arby's just because you eat it miss Barnes says yes i do what a coon aaron says i don't eat arby's but i've been tempted to taste it based on all this discourse i mean do you your design says i do really like the apple pecan salad sandwich that's it yeah, the market fresh sandwiches be hitting. And once again, six dollars for a fucking twenty dollar sandwich. You go to fucking Dina DeLuca, that's a twenty dollar sandwich. I bet you it but is. But at Arby's, six dollars. Come on. Somebody lying. Jane says, How much bribe money did EVE and Miss Barnes get from Arby's lobbyists just to troll y'all right of care? I'm disgusted. Me too. I'm gonna start blocking them out the chat. <laughs> uh Raphael says it's about time we had started intervention for the arby's clan i didn't realize the org was also a cult i'm working on the plan uh, well you probably gonna put them in a coat of your own knowing you uh langston says this is a safe space to admit that arby's is trash <laughs> and duck duq1212 says why do arby's eaters constantly look for public approval of their choices like they're 2016 trump voters or something yes that's another thing when you know something is hidden you don't i'll tell you what every podcast you know listen with woke liberal host right every last one of them podcasts do what they shit on chick-fil-a they tell you it ain't shit don't nobody like it it ain't good chicken anyway don't nobody fight it that but that no one ever writes up to go no it, it let me tell you why i'm proudly eating it no one ever writes in and you know why because they don't give a fuck they're like y'all are right that it is shameful that these motherfuckers had this stance also the chicken strips and the polynesian sauce are hidden and i don't need your validation okay i know it's hidden ain't no need to discuss this shit with y'all because i'm gonna be there tomorrow i'm gonna be there every day i can't except sunday because they not open <laughs> right that's that's just how it is some it's a reason chick-fil-a always got a line it's a reason the motherfuckers stay in business it's a reason you you gotta use the app to pull up on them because if not you're gonna be waiting for a while because people eat it for real it's not they're not virtue signaling they just do so i think that's a big great point you made 
uh episode 2733 is when we had michael harriet on mm-hmm. that was fun yeah uh we got a lot of people enjoyed it on social media um eve left a comment really enjoyed this episode and i love michael's twitter threads because i always learn something new i definitely check out this new podcast thank you episode one is out mm-hmm. go ahead and get up get a, get at us it's really really fun y'all i listen i listen to it and like I said, as somebody who's kind of been in the background, kind of watching them go through the process uh, virtually, to hear the finished product when they start adding the sound effects and all that stuff, it is fucking hilarious. I was like, oh, if this catches on, I was like, this is going to be flames. Yeah, I, I'm very proud of what we're making over there, and we got more hot fire to come. So uh, stay tuned, man. Um, all right this episode also uh let me check the let me check the 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 youtube by the way just in case uh we got a comment on the youtube uh by lakita who says this ninja plays six degrees of kevin bacon but with laws and history i love it (laughs) that is such a great description of what michael does on twitter it's a great description because it really is like you start somewhere that feels like a nonsense like just a non sequitur and then just by the end you're like oh okay so yeah i I love that um the poll was should the judge be reprimanded over his tiktok videos now we talk about that judge he was coming in to nas and and rapping and stuff and saying wild stuff yes 69 percent of the audience agrees with karen nice yes 31 percent say no shouldn't be reprimanded now all i'm saying is that 31 percent. i just want somebody to look at y'all's tiktoks because y'all must be at work cutting the fuck up if y'all think right. this, this is okay if y'all think this is acceptable and on top of that you don't have a normal ass job bitch you a judge no stay out fucking tiktok even and what's even wilder the exact same percentage on spotify 30 31 69 percent. that's when you know it's real nice uh gone get you hoser was our <laughs> was our uh, was our q a uh because you know the title was go back to canada uh ignacio says hey canada keep your own trash we got enough we do Raphael says the judge gonna get judge dread or maybe only fans i'd have to start i've just started to go fund me to free him uh see canada has been naughty in 2023 we might have to invade them trudeau needs to write me a peace offering check well i knew he was gonna get back on this hustle comment soon it <laughs> that didn't, didn't last take long. long didn't take long um all right and then the last episode of the week we only had uh three episodes this week was kiki palmer and jonah hill episode 2734 had five comments ronan Raphael says both men took me uh wait both men took me back to a couple of nigerian actors the first one to make my teenage self-aware back then was being interviewed after she had been absent from nollywood for some years i'm not sure i understand this comment she just stopped making films right when her star was beginning to shine brighter she is asked she is asked what made her step away from her craft her answer was that she got married and her husband did not want any another man kissing or holding his wife oh so you're going back to okay both men jonah hill and kiki palmer's uh baby daddy Mm -hmm. got it 
um even as a teenager that felt weird for a man to marry an actor and she would not quit the job that he fell in love with her doing in the first place right then over the years it would happen to a few more stars and be treated like it's nothing but to no surprise some of those marriages crashed and the women would return back to the craft a few years later i finally found the words that it was all about control yes y'all can contribute to my time travel machine that's more reliable than a submarine so i can go back and explain properly to my teenage self let's invest in our young men uh yeah man it's it's amazing how how much uh men in the cishet normative relationships are just taught to uh possess a woman like a like an object and once you possess this object it's about controlling it yeah and also those men that have accepted and have not deprogrammed them and have not unlearned their shit and it's very frustrating and i understand it age and time and all that shit and some men there's some old men who quote unquote never get it but for for a certain percentage of men particularly of this generation once they get older they'll start unlearning and uh, 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 like like re uh the mind control they'll start kind of rejecting it which is very hard to do because it's literally you have to go against everything that's in your nature because your nature has told you these things are right and all of a sudden you realize these things are wrong and for some of them it happened from losing the good woman it happened from you know people telling them hey you're too controlling and for some of them it'll click for a lot of them it don't they never get it and they think women are just these weird creatures and they like the fuck you get with me i put my dick inside of you i ought to be able to tell you what the fuck to do and the women are like no bitch you can't and they did it's like they don't make that connection that this person was the individual person before you came in their lives and they'll be an individual person way after you gone be it we done not together or death and so it for me is uh one of those things to where a lot of those men look at men that they quote unquote they think that those men but like this those men think the men are weak when they quote unquote let their women shine when they let their women like have a bigger light have a bigger career go far and still love them and not have any ego attached to it they don't understand that concept because for a lot of those men they haven't gotten to the some of them haven't gotten to the level of maturity and it doesn't mean like a superstar like kiki palmer it's something as simple as fucking get a degree <laughs> like i'll just say it's something as simple as getting a job promotion like it don't have to be these great things but it's for the fact that you're doing better than me i am the person that's quote-unquote supposed to provide and if i don't quote-unquote make more money than you if i don't have a higher education than you a lot of that that ego that 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 box in definition of manhood starts activating in them and that becomes a problem and you have a handful of women guess what they was like bitch i'm not giving up my career i'm not doing this i'm not doing that like no yeah i think uh that's 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 very true um i think also we just learn a lot of toxic bullshit when it comes to relationships and we learn it as kids and 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 we don't let it go and things become a power struck uh struggle and then you got a bunch of like gender war type shit that invades people's uh personal spaces too like it's not just a public discourse it's a personal discourse and i think a lot of stuff also is about people's personal like uh allowances for each other there's because mm-hmm. like that's the other thing too as manipulative and uh foul as i think the way both of those men went about things was 
there there is possibly some woman somewhere that's like yeah i'll I'll abide by those rules and then to us on the outside if we didn't know the inner workings on the outside we'd be like i guess that's a fruitful relationship because they seem happy and da 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 we don't know that part of the happiness is i want you covered up or i don't want you uh talking to nobody that's a man or what whatever it is we we just wouldn't have seen that mm-hmm. and we would think oh it's happy but you never really know what's work going on with people and also i'm not knocking it me, there me are people either. that could be happy like right. that right uh there's there's couples that are like churched up and and she liked that he want her covered up and he liked that he got a woman that's gonna be covered up and they, the motherfuckers if hey if you like it i love it just mm-hmm. this is why i don't really subscribe to a lot of people's you know advice and shit i, I think it's a lot of this stuff you just have to do and learn on your own agreed because everybody individually is different and a lot of times what you want and your expectations from your mate significant other partner group of people whatever a lot of that shit is not politically correct a lot of that shit does not fit whatever social media tell you the norm is it's gonna be some motherfucker out there that's gonna tell you it's wrong so you know what for most people keep that shit to yourself and live your happy ass life and keep other people out of your business getting with somebody to change them is just such a weird thing to me and that's not something that is that's why this conversation became about a lot of the men because of the men in these relationships but there's women that do that stuff as well um sometimes couched as like an altruistic situation but even in those cases it's like it's a weird impulse to me to be like i'm gonna change this person like who they are is not i got with them is who they are but the goal is for them to be a different type of person when i'm done with them is is weird you know and i mean anyway it's just weird and a lot of times those relationships don't work out and they end up moving on with the the things you did or told them or whatever it's it's such a weird thing and you know what's fucked up is a lot of times i don't know the percentage but i guarantee you it's low that shit is never fucking in reverse where are these men where they woman come out and tell them things they be like i changed my whole life i changed my whole career i gave up everything it can happen but it's rare you know like well, no this is what i mean because because it's not you're looking at it like it has to be the same set of demands i'm saying there i i know a lot of women that have got with a dude to change and be like i can change him into somebody okay yes and 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 it's like yeah even that impulse to me is 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 a weird impulse correct because you're like i'm getting with you for whatever reason but i'm but i'm not really getting with you i'm getting with this other version of you i want to mold you into yes this potential yeah. and it just like it's not the it might not be the dull you down type of way that uh that these men have gone about trying to, mm-hmm. to dull down the shine of these women but it is a still a fundamental you are not good enough i'm going to change you into what is acceptable to me yes and i think that like that's a weird impulse to me i get we're gonna i can i can even understand the idea of like we're gonna change together correct the, the idea of i i know what's best for you i'm gonna put you on the right path is such a weird thing and especially when most relationships don't work out that changed person or whatever the fuck is not y'all might not even end up being together for resentment reasons whatever reasons now now that part i agree i I didn't make that connection i was just thinking of it one way but yes there are a lot of women they get with men for this is this is what they what they do for their quote-unquote potential versus saying i look at you now and where you are now we actually can't be together so what the fuck i'm here for potential right you know and so yeah that's a lot of women i can change 
he can change they stay around much longer than they should and deal with all types of fucked up abuse or whatever you know in certain situations <laughs> because they quote unquote want to change this person versus looking at this person accepting who they are and saying i can't put up with the shit and moving on and it needs to happen in both cases yeah i just i just think like because i'm not saying it's even and fair because right. i think i just think the impulse is there for a lot of us to want to change the person to what we feel is acceptable mm-hmm. but i'm reminded of like you know when like aisha voiced her insecurities about date about being married to steph curry mm-hmm. you know that kind of like it's a real thing you're making it a public conversation by telling everybody but it's a real, it's a thing. real thing that people can relate to and a lot of the stuff is gray and and not and mushy it's not neat the way that we want things to be it's not something that's easy to describe and it's also easy to judge when you're not in it Agreed. um and i think the thing i tried to get to on our show about this is the relatable part of hey we've all had insecurities whether it be in relationships by our personal insecurities whatever how you handle that and and how you try to make that someone else's responsibility that's to me where the the failure happens in trying to put it on someone else if, if, if there's a version of of either jonah hill or the i forget the guy's name uh jackson if there's a vert darius jackson i think if there's a version of them that says man honestly it made me feel insecure that she was out there like that and i had to check myself we'd be like oh that's a yeah we understand how you might have felt and we think it's cool that you internalized it and looked at yourself instead of going let me yell at my woman in front of everybody you said and acknowledged it yeah that would be wrong blah blah blah. if jonah hill said man i got jealousy issues i'm in therapy about that it's not your fault it's not it's this doesn't have anything to do with you i'm just telling you that i have these issues and i'm working on them we would have been like that's healthy that's actually what therapy is for you handle that shit yourself but uh i think both of these dudes failed in how they handled it um miss one kl says hey folks i knew y'all would bring out the comedy situation with insight rod started off with i'm sorry i'm high had me cackling also karen was right the show on youtube is a terrell show that is exactly how i knew she was still with the father of her son i think she's talking about kiki Mm -hmm. i've been to the usher show in vegas and it's a good time he does crowd work every show and if a celebrity is there he acknowledges them but he doesn't always do a big serenade but he always serenades somebody in the crowd where they sit there are so many layers of this comedic layers that is but ultimately like karen said this is some shit we didn't have to know he had a whole tweet where he said that when he's insecure he projects on the others so he may be self-aware she was definitely america's sweetheart however she has been dressing sexy over the last few years her body just had just wasn't filled out that's a good point too because i do think we treat curvy bodies as over as overtly sexual regardless of what they were and, and all types of people all types of body dress sexually but it's quote-unquote what's considered acceptable and with kiki when she wasn't as curvy and she was like dressing a little you know uh more uh i don't know what you would call it but just like let's say sexy just for shorthand mm-hmm. when she was dressing sexy for like the premiere for like um uh, hustlers or something people weren't treating her like this Mm-mm. like the the way and and like she's reveling in this because i think she kind of has wanted to be seen this way for a minute and i can't blame her she's a star she's a black woman she see who's popping you see megan you see cardi like you see beyonce and you know to to have your moment of like 
sexual awakening or openness or people are at least recognizing you as a sexual being especially when you've been like a child star which is perpetually like little sister kiki uh to so many people i can see how she's reveling in this and i can see how it also throws off the balance in the relationship and what this man probably thought he was getting into versus what he's actually into now um and he handled it poorly in front of everybody i still embracing quote unquote uh preparing for the idea that she gonna still be with this nigga like after all this shit and y'all done dragged him and talked about how she got to leave and all this shit all i know is we don't know them and just because it looks good for the brand or whatever for the twitter that's still the father of her kids right i don't know their parenting situation there's still a good fucking chance she gonna be with this nigga and i know the internet and this is why i'm so distrustful of social media in the response to this and to the jonah hill shit is that y'all as the internet turn on people so goddamn fast the internet just it's like one fucking one fuck up and they're back to like you are piece of shit and i can see them doing that to kiki if she stayed with this dude that eventually you know eventually people being like uh you stay with him anyway i'm a stand i'm rooting for you i'm this that and the other it personally it's like well you actually don't have an investment in this you're treating me like a mascot yeah i'm harassing you because i don't care about you as a person i don't care if your kid has a father i don't care about that shit Mm -mm. and those are concerns she may have that we don't have to have so you know anytime the internet is too fervent on something i always kind of lean back and and i'm a little more skeptical and cynical about it because i don't trust social media in general because i just don't view those relationships especially the parasocial ones as valuable like that uh she wore something similar to the hustlers premiere i think more courageous figures get a different response but the death of r&b perspective was fresh and on point right anyway love to show mimi thank you mimi mm-hmm. gina gay says i think Karen was absolutely right when she said there are men out here who will see your light and get with you and try to dim it if not put it out altogether they are drawn to whatever quality bubbly artistic sexual energy physical attributes intelligence whatever and then when in a relationship it becomes a problem you're doing too much and that was for single you i've been there yes right it is about control and fear but also about ego they want the trophy the beauty the accomplishments etc but there is a fear that someone else will try will either try to take you uh, from them or you will go elsewhere because you're too x for them and it's sad yeah, I, yeah I, that's the insecurity that's that part of that there's insecurities shining and not trying to be funny and not in all situations but a lot of times men get with women this quote unquote as people say out of their league or they feel or they personally feel like the person that's out of their league when that person has a lot in some situations has told you there's nothing wrong i'm not going nowhere but they get in their own head so they feel like well i have to do everything because if somebody else sees this like they're gonna yank you away from me even though that person may have done in some situations everything they could to tell you it's okay but if that person's not comfortable in their own skin and they're not comfortable in their own manhood there's nothing you can do and all narcissists hate themselves like this is something a lot of people gloss over in the narcissist thing because we're thinking about what they do to us and how much we don't like that but Mm -hmm. it all comes from a place of of self-hatred you know and i think you know when you see that type of manipulation and and control happening it's ego for sure it's fear for sure it's entitlement it's everything you're saying and i think um a a lot of that stuff is just uh they have such a low opinion of themselves that they're like 
internally why is this person with me it's almost like i have to trick them which is self-fulfilling prophecy right because if you're tricking me manipulating me treating me bad making me feel bad about myself for a lot of people it's like i need to get out of this right you're not lifting me up you're not you're not trusting me you're not loving me you're controlling me you're trying to cage me you're trying to uh you're trying to you're trying to manipulate me you're being passive aggressive you're trying to tear my self-esteem down who the fuck want to be in, in in a relationship to make them feel like that agreed and when i tell you everybody goes through this everybody goes through this but a lot of people do not feel comfortable enough with their mates this is where the communication comes in to talk about it because i remember uh one of roger's best friends rashida uh they became really close and like she went to like uh north carolina got degrees and all this stuff and my thing is i remember i had to check my own self because it's one of those things where like you said that the insecurity began to rise within me and me and roger got to sit down and have a conversation i was like "Hey, hey you know like can we talk about this i'm feeling a certain way you know about this like i I need for you to uh let me know everything is all right you know what i'm saying and after that we were good because i like my insecurities right because in my mind i was like not tell me funny when you are in when the world has fucked you up so bad that you think particularly as a straight woman that you look at the standards and you go well i don't fit any of these standards you know this person does why would my mate be with me because i you know i said that was like hey you know she's light-skinned she educated she check all these boxes you know and i'm not any of that and he had he was like hey, hey, hey. i didn't get what i got with you yeah i'm like first of all i'm not colorist so you can stop that uh <laughs> not not nah, but seriously though it was you needed reassurance at the moment right but this is also why that's a private conversation that we had a long time ago mm-hmm i can't imagine if that's a conversation we tried to have on the internet if if that's a conversation that we were screenshotting and texting to other people and and they and strangers were seeing it i can't imagine because in that scenario you would look bad and people would be like get rid of her she's trash she's trying to control you and to me that's why i said my reaction to a lot of this stuff was not nearly as harsh as the most of the internet Mm -mm one because you know the internet's like a place you go to get mad you know so so you got that but it's just in general i'm like i can understand the insecurity and it's possible to work those things out but unlikely probably because you know especially now that these people are older and stuff kind of more set in your ways but it's people have and do relate to the idea of being insecure and people have and do relate to the idea of having a mate that has dealt with some insecurities people are compensating compromising and loving on each other all the time about that shit it's not the end of the world it really Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be but with so much of social media being about optics it's a bad look to have a person do this in public and then or in the other place you know you expose the person but to do this and to do this in a way where it is known and then you still be with this person like it's a bad look because it doesn't you know it, it the cool thing would be i left him ha 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 fuck him and i don't care if my my baby never sees him I'm, I'm living for the internet and the streets will be like yay but that's not you might not really be happy inside with that shit you know right because it's an individual decision that the internet does not have to live with the consequences of repercussions of you staying or the consequences of repercussions of you living and they will turn around and they will laugh at your ass yeah. you know because they they actually do not care you yeah. know and it was also 
you know one of those things kind of after we talked like rashida she is the fucking best i still miss her like i'm not y'all funny i even miss y'all relationship mm-hmm. you know it's like she is like the fucking best right you know but you know it took me getting outside of my own head and my own also mind. like young a lot of this is young people shit mm-hmm. you know um i think like that's another reason i didn't really revel into like as a 45 year old man let me tell see what i would have did i would have said wait till she get home and i'm I'm like yeah because you 40 fucking five of course but when you were 25 you didn't have that wisdom and you probably would have done some stupid man shit <laughs> like man, yell at your girl on twitter because yourself. these other niggas is in your ear trying to make you feel a way about the shit and you would have failed for it like a dummy motherfuckers be stupid at that age i, I think there's a lot of they humanity do. that happens in front of us and we're so busy trying to like flex on each other with like i would have did it like this because i'm perfect and i'm better than you and we end up missing like some very relatable conversations we should be having some human moments um back to this in heteronormative relations i think women do this to a certain extent but because we don't objectify men the same way they do us it's more common in men than you might think i don't think it's more common than you might think i watch fatal attraction every week and Mm -hmm. listen it ain't just dimming a woman's light you know it's motherfuckers are literally killing women and shit Mm -hmm. because they get with them and feel like i need to control you you know it's some scary motherfuckers out here and and uh, and the vast majority of the people that do that are men and especially in that way like there are there might be a handful of women that do that shit but men are the fucking harlem globe trotters of <laughs> they, that, that they are leading the league in that stat that type of possessive abuse men dominating that um th- you know so i absolutely do i uh, think is very gendered and i just think because of how we move through society how people are forced to move when a woman is thinking of changing somebody it's a different type of thing but it is like the impulse of i'm gonna change you because of what it says about me is still a it's the same impulse it just would it would play out differently for like a woman's not gonna be like you need to start oh you know don't be taking pictures in shorts and grace jogging pants they're not gonna fucking text you that shit but they might text you about some other shit about that that to them is more about like how you make me look when you do blank so change this thing that was cool when we got together i didn't mind it but now i need you to be a different motherfucker because we together and people are looking at us right and it's also one of those things for both men and women kind of in that quote-unquote controlling and a lot of women come out like except from a different angle it's like potential i can make you better but a lot of times it's not about the other person it's about you yeah it's i you're, I'm, you're your not control. making this motherfucker better out of altruism and charity i'm making you look i want you to look a certain way to everyone else because it's gonna reflect back on me correct that's what the fuck is about and that's what the men are doing too this is why i wanted yes. to talk about the deeper impulses and not the bullshit of like i didn't want to talk about the service level shit i want to talk about the deeper level shit why do people do that in any relationship you know and it's hard to love and accept people as they are because they're not you so whatever it is you know you either got to learn how to like accept that work on yourself work on yourself you know like but i think Ron, that's hard work and people right. don't want to do that part like i'm an introvert karen's a extremely extra extrovert <laughs> yes i am an extrovert and we go out and you know if we're if we're eating food or something karen's gonna make a whole 
production of it to get as much attention as possible from the waiter and the people sitting in the in the, in the across the table and all this shit and if i was in that restaurant by myself i'd pull my kindle out I'd, I'd order my shit quietly as possible if it came wrong i wouldn't even send it back and i tip them well and i'd leave and they probably barely say two words to me and that would be my ideal restaurant experience right but here's what i don't do i don't go out with karen and then karen does her extrovert thing and then i'm like can you shut the fuck up god damn you embarrassing the fuck out of me right now why can't you just eat your food why you why don't you read your kindle i don't do that shit because i'm like it's that's it's an that's it's internal for me to adjust and go you know what i'm with this woman because that's how she is Mm -hmm. when we met she came up and she's speaking to me Mm -hmm. she's outgoing to me she's nice and friendly to me why would i ever want to dim the thing that made me be in love with this person first date (laughs) so i was very aggressive (laughs) so why so why would i want to dim this person down and make her less happy to to you know what i'm saying like that that power dynamic it's about control to people it's about fear what does it mean to fear what's gonna happen if she interacts with people what's gonna happen if, if what does this say about me that we're being loud at the table right now and shit like that that's that that's that internalized thing that you gotta go to therapy or deal with but uh but a lot of people don't do that they weaponize it the other way and they go i'm i'm gonna do as much as possible to embarrass you and make you be quiet in public because i don't want to deal with that and and i'm like now you just got a miserable partner for what what's the point come on now you know what that would make me want to do if i was an extrovert not go out to eat with your ass come on you better find somebody you be like no you better find another partner because yeah because bitch what you ain't gonna do is tell me to shut the fuck up if i feel like having a five minute conversation with the waitress about bullshit right so i think you know while being mindful of your partner and stuff is definitely part of the equation the idea of of like being so beholden that you're being trampled down is just to me i don't know why that's attractive to anyone right and it's not fun for either party you're miserable and they're miserable gina goes on to say great discussion though i don't think i tell my husband about this one because it'll start an argument ah good luck gina eve says i definitely think kiki's baby daddy had some dudes in his ear before he made that tweet because he posted pics of her with less than that on his social media Mm-hmm. especially on his social media because what does that imply a level of ownership mm-hmm. she ain't got no clothes on but that's my bitch look at look at my bitch with no clothes on niggas <laughs> it's about me my ego now she's saying us just saying too she ain't got no clothes on now hold up now <laughs> hold up the boys in the group chat uh and then when he started to double down because his ego was hurt when people went in on him and he was trying to save face it probably hurt his pride that people were calling him a nobody but i'm not sure that he is what he expected when he's with somebody who isn't just black just black famous baby that's kiki palmer yeah you know what else it is too and this is so funny to me because like as woke as everybody claims to be nobody really is everybody's full of shit all your feminists all your womanists all your anti-capitalists all your socialists because these niggas couldn't wait to call him some type of every type of broke they could not wait to imply that his value was beneath kiki palmer because he was not bringing in enough money right that is so funny it is like 
i love the dating thing because dating is such is the one place where people's politics don't ever line up Mm-mm. like i don't give a fuck how anti-capitalist you is if somebody like the way people responded to that like ice cream date thing that went viral on twitter was a 26 year old girl said she did girl woman said she didn't want to go on a date with this dude because he was like you know we can get some ice cream and she left wrote like a instead of just saying no i'm lactose intolerant like a normal person she left some <laughs> some paragraph about how she basically was 26 and she too good for an ice cream date which if you think so fine you like it i love it but it was weird just say no then uh <laughs> and why are you taking a screenshot and posting on social but uh i just thought it was funny because the people that agree with her many of them being huge like anti-capitalist blah 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 it was like yeah <laughs> how dare you take me on a cheap ice cream date i'm like it, it, i mean it didn't seem like it was like he was propositioning her like and i'm gonna fuck right we and then you gonna marry me bitch like it didn't it just felt like he asked you said no it's not really a big deal the paragraph explanation was weird but the the way it the way it made people project onto it was so good the whole week because i was like look at y'all dating is the one area we can't escape the patriarchal bullshit mm-hmm and and you and people give into it all the time like yes, they do as much as they claim to be fighting they with every tooth and nail the they time. give into it all the time just like no a man ain't shit if he ain't got a certain amount of money and he can't do this for me and this and buy this and do that and it's like yeah so we kind of do believe in that shit even when we say we don't and so we throw out right. the value of uh kiki palmer's man because he's a full-time personal trainer we don't know we don't even know his pockets we just assuming right that it's not up to kiki's level um but the way people threw him in the trash for that was so funny to me ah yeah because people are messy and people are complicated and people compromise and you know what just about everybody underneath the sound of my voice lives in the gray area but the internet would tell you everything is black and white that is not how to how the world functions and everybody knows it and we lie to each other all of the time particularly on social media when in reality a lot of people deal with a lot of bullshit that they would go on social media and tell everybody they would not deal with yeah i just thought it was i just i love that stuff i love all the dating hypocrisy it's the best it's Ah! it's honestly the best is we don't believe everybody hates capitalism and everything until it's time to go on a date and right. then capitalism pop up everybody hates patri- patriarchy till it's time to go on a date you know i love that joke earthquake made when we went to see him it was so funny when he was like talking about dating and, and saying how uh well he looked at a table full of women that would came out to see him he was like you know what's funny is with all them being women sitting at that table they're gonna be able to split that check six ways immediately with no problems it's, yep. it, was, it was like but they was on a date with a man boy it'd be a little different i was like that's mm-hmm. funny anyway uh she's a nickel and i'll say that not really past the judgment i'll say that genuinely it is amusing to me yes like it's just just funny funny. it's just funny if you can't laugh at yourself i don't know so good luck dating if you can't laugh at that (laughs) shit it's funny um she's a nickelodeon disney star so she's huge i don't think kiki's dancing with usher at a concert was any extra than what uh, any other ani would have done hell if it was me i would have been back that thing up on usher like i don't have don't have a care in the world yeah i didn't find it to be like disrespectful i mean mm-hmm. I, I mean i guess you could argue i don't know i don't know their relationship like that i guess you could argue some people might felt disrespect maybe like the way 
if you go to a strip club there's some women that don't want their man to get a lap dance they feel like that's disrespect like a woman ain't supposed to touch you and do that okay you know those couples have to work that out Mm -hmm. normally they don't work it out on twitter in public Mm -mm. you know normally they're not making tiktok videos the next day (laughs) so good luck to everyone uh he posted a few things applying kiki isn't going anywhere maybe she isn't but we haven't heard from him in days i think she probably got in his ass time will tell she doesn't seem like the kind of person who will put up with that for long yep who knows who fucking knows a lot of people seem like some shit and then they be you just never know you just never know yep only time will tell yeah uh, you know as for jonah hill it sounds like he's using therapy words to be manipulative but the timing of his ex part does seem kind of strange especially since she he's moved on and she doesn't want him to respond yeah and i think listen this is my thing i've been watching people fight about this shit all week and i'm sorry to me either extreme of this scenario is fucking crazy to me Mm -hmm. the extreme where she's just like a she just wants to get famous off of saying she's already a famous server but she just wants to get famous off of calling him out and and she's gonna reap some type of like reward from the attention of the internet or whatever that feels weird to me that that's all she's in it for it feels weird um that he he just wanted to set some boundaries and listen he's just letting her know where he's there that feels weird to me it's it, to me it seemed like she was being petty he just had a baby it it really it is is even if that res- correspondence was manipulative and fucked up mm-hmm. it was private correspondence that she chose to share to make him look a certain way and she chose and she knew she what she was doing and she Agreed. knew when she said i'm scared for him to respond she she knows exactly the light she's painting them in so yeah, that it's a not- lose-lose situation it's it's damned if you do it damned if you don't damned if you respond and damned if you don't respond yeah he's supposed to not he's supposed to not say anything or present any evidence or anything on his side because there's also hints in the text messages that some that she may have done some things if you read the the, between the lines where he says like you know this is because of your actions blah 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 so like i don't know but i'm just this is a a uh this is a hypothetical if the thing he was alluding to when he says listen the reason i'm drawing these boundaries is because of your actions and how they've done it da, da, da. and the thing was she was cheating on him of course she don't want him responding and sharing that part of the conversation like well you cheated on me and that's why i felt so insecure and then people would flip back and that's one of the reasons i don't trust going to the internet as a source of justice the only reason the people on the internet believe that that shit is justice is because it feeds our importance and our ego our self-importance to make us think we are the arbiters of justice by harassing and haranguing celebrities online mm-hmm. we start acting like we're the fucking like heroes of the situation like look i'm calling jonah hill a piece of shit fat boy yeah, and it's have- and it's balancing the scales of justice right we don't have no evidence we ain't ain't no courts involved right it's like it, that shit is not the same it's just my point being like when someone goes to the public opinion thing and especially to say this is about trying to warn the next woman nigga she just had a fucking baby with the guy correct if if it was about warning them it's a little too fucking late for that shit um so so it's so like i'm capable of believing she is a victim of his manipulation being a piece of shit boyfriend being a controlling Mm -hmm. asshole being insecure 
being miserable i am i am capable of holding two things at once she is a person who has been dealing with this nigga and it's been terrible she is also possibly taking a shot at him at a sensitive time and manipulating public opinion about him on fucking purpose for no real for no real uh reason other than fuck him right both can be true and when you try to tell people both could be true they look at you like something is wrong yeah it's just everyone's on one extreme or the other and i'm just like i don't know it's probably in the middle Mm -hmm. like he seemed like a he seemed like a douche for doing all that shit i also think you know we get very liberal with the term abuse Re, i'll say it again sarah showman um conflict is not abuse um it's just such a great book it changed the way i look at it, the way everybody talks about stuff now um and how quick we try to run to certain buzzwords to shut down critical thought to shut down nuance to shut down conversation i refuse to take part in that shit man it's fucking stifling but it's also not true there's a lot of steps between like this dude being an asshole and and abuse you know what i mean maybe he was abusive i'm not saying he's not but what i read wasn't like oh man this guy's abusive i was reading that like this guy's an insecure manipulative controlling ass boyfriend it's it's to me different than abuse as 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 fucked up as that is it's different than abuse the same way i thought when uh offset cheated on cardi and everybody's like it's abuse i'm like i know people cheat not necessarily the same as abusing somebody we want to call it that because we can then shut down all critical thought and it just becomes an angry pile on either you either down with this or you not down with this and if you and if you say anything a step away from like i don't know if cheating is abuse well nigga you just let people abuse you okay so it was fine when i beat tina you know it's like nigga what is happening right now right and they do that to derail the conversation like you're saying they also do that to erase critical thinking and also it's one of those things where particularly on the internet it's the energy when it comes to the anger mob or the hate mob and they don't want people fucking up the vibe like that's the truth when you come in being reasonable and rational and using critical thinking and getting it like really tapping into the empathy part of yourself and and actually be like hey dog like this shit ain't as cut as dry and you start coming with facts and being all logical and shit they're like nigga you fucking up the party we want to be angry ain't nobody trying to be reasonable right now yeah and i think that's really what happened and, mm-hmm. and like i said i think the extremes of that conversation were just weird to me and more best honestly more about the people's insecurities talking about the shit yes sir um maybe he is a huge piece of shit but i think when someone releases text messages they need to be prepared for the other person to release their own set of texts yeah man also like man i, I maybe i'm the only person feeling like this right not only person but maybe there's a small group of us or a growing group of us and it's just not a public conversation we're having Mm -hmm. i'm tired of being used man yes sir like sometimes i just look around the conversations happen online i'm like y'all ain't tired of this the same conversations over and over again like y'all ain't tired of motherfuckers releasing half a story and then you go off half cocked and then we find out the full story later and we be like damn you can't take back all that shit we said you know what i know and the biggest reason why is because that feeds something within themselves i know but like why aren't you why aren't you tired of it because that's the real question is like no 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 this is a rhetorical question i'm not asking for you to answer Mm -hmm. i'm saying you human being who is always 
looking from one fire to the next with these fucking celebrities or mm-hmm. this discussion online or this reddit thread or am i the asshole or whatever it is you need to fight about why haven't you stopped and looked at yourself and been like why do i need that because i have that's the thing i looked at for myself was like why do i need to fucking be mad at jonah hill or or kiki palmer's man i i don't know these niggas and i don't care and these motherfuckers might end up staying together getting back together whatever it will have no effect on my life but for a week on the internet i need everybody to know i'm a good boy i'm a good boy guys i would never talk to my wife like that nigga you shouldn't be like like there's no award there's no reward for that so anyway um uh heavyweight says in karen's defense the terrell show is a real thing famous youtuber terrell grice does an interview show intermixed with the song association game if you want to know who the singing ass singers of the day are like shalea avery wilson and samara joy it's a must watch good call karen i like that show and i don't know how i ran across the show probably through one of my facebook algorithms and i've been hooked ever since and he has some super super famous people on there he had kelly clarkson on there Mm -hmm. and she was fucking hilarious like it was a ball because the way he does his shows it allows the celebrities to have fun outside of a normal element but they're still comfortable but they they're, they're a lot more relaxed around him just because he does such a great job of breaking that wall and breaking that barrier and a lot of times not always a lot of times to get people that can like sing i'm not like like they can blow and so the game is really fun because he'll ask them like he'll throw a word and have them go through their discography and, and go through their mind but like he'd be like what is a song with the word anything in it and give them 10 seconds and then they'll just sing and it is so much fun and he kind of interviews them through the process so you'll learn things about these celebrities that you otherwise wouldn't know because it's not a structured actual question you give me as actual question you give me as a type of thing so it's it's a lot of fun yeah and i think at the time i just had to caution because karen will say stuff with such confidence and be wrong i will y'all that i had to be like i don't know so <laughs> if y'all gonna go google the terrell show and some something else come up please don't <laughs> please don't hit me up and oh, be like because sometimes y'all are right up here real disrespectfully like rod you let karen be wrong i'm like i don't <laughs> know everything she just be saying shit sometimes it's just gonna slide through so <laughs> i'm glad she was right but i always had to throw out the disclaimer like, oh, oh i don't blame you for breaking out this because i know how my yeah. memory is sometimes- oh, i'm talking to the audience not oh. you i know you understand yes you know we do keeping the girl every week and karen fucks up the names <laughs> of the comedians even though we just literally heard their names on the show <laughs> and she her job she knows her job is to say the comedians names every week and on last week in the key big girl she fucks them up every week and i don't know why but i've learned to not be relying on that and be like maybe it's a terrell show i hope everything's right we're rolling the dice and i'm glad y'all wrote in to confirm that it was indeed correct uh we got some comments on the youtube for this episode y'all funny says sayita um put your energon cubes in the air and wave them like megatron don't care says Hugh. love sometimes is taking the plate from the counter and leaving it in a parking spot uh my ah, mom ah. says great nuanced conversation thanks mom Thank you. and then the poll was who's worse jonah hill or darius jackson me i think darius 50 50 on our website and on spotify jonah hill 61 percent Darius jackson 39 percent mm. 
so nobody thought he was worse uh or not the the in the polls he he wasn't worse um there goes the parking space was the q a <laughs> mr mick says adjust kufi gotta circle the the lot at least two more times my brother it's not just about finding a closer spot it's about establishing dominance uh-huh, on I, don't even, I don't even know what that means aaron says i've never been in a relationship but with jonah hill kiki's baby daddy and all these tiktok clips of people in couples therapy i'm like this is what the people want no thanks lol i'm good right they do like make relationships look miserable with this content uh-huh. my god i guess happiness don't really go viral it don't happiness is boring happiness don't get a tv show happiness ain't on love and hip-hop like people that are like i'm happy yeah. i'm I, i'm not insecure if i have these insecurities i know how to talk about it child that ain't good tv yeah people like mess keisha says and i don't know how to drive lol and keenan says happy optimus prime day you got the touch you got the power thank you brother um all right we didn't get any voicemails but we do have uh some emails Um, of course you know how to email us the blackout tips at gmail.com is the email address um you know make sure y'all holler at, at, at a player when you see them in the streets and also oh i meant to say let me just tell y'all now save the date write it on your calendar start thinking about what you're gonna be doing uh september the 9th oh september the 9th okay yeah we're gonna be doing a live show so, in charlotte north carolina at the blumenthal center for performing arts you know if, if you've been there before then you guys know the venue and all that stuff mm-hmm. if you haven't been there before come on through um tickets aren't on sale yet mm-hmm. we'll let you know when all that as stuff is taken care of uh we're gonna try to make sure we have like a virtual option too for tickets but mm-hmm. that may not be on sale till later yeah, later on after you know uh because we're trying to sell as many in-person tickets as possible mm-hmm. uh but we're gonna be part of this comedy festival that is happening in charlotte that week and we love to see y'all's faces out there uh or if you're masked up we love to see you in a mask we don't care no we don't um, care. no judgment in our in our in our zone but uh yeah so uh just just give me a little heads up because some of y'all keep writing and asking us about it all right now let's go to the um to the emails david writes in mary poppins rod and karen i heard on the last podcast you are fans of musicals but said you weren't familiar with some of them as it happens one of the musicals you mentioned mary poppins is being performed in north carolina theater in raleigh in two weeks i invite you to come see it please let me know if that's something you'd be interested in i'd be happy to secure tickets for you cheers david oh david that is very nice of you um i don't think i want to drive to raleigh to see a play but i appreciate you <laughs> all right no like no no like I, that is a sweet i don't want you to get it confused that is a very sweet thing and, and we're very th- appreciative of it uh clara writes in possible effing with black people entry hi rod and karen i'm not sure if this counts as messing with black people entry but i'm submitting it anyway i was scrolling through the target app when i saw this gatorade drink and it's gatorade fast twitch i've seen this commercial many times fast twitch Mm mm-hmm 
Mm-hmm. Is it make it twitch? What is this? Fast Twitch by Gatorade. It's an energy drink, 12 oh, okay. ounces. She said, gotta admit, I chuckled when I saw it, but I do feel a bit messed with. What do y'all think? Well, I've been making a joke on social media about this for a long time. When I first saw the commercial, I said, um, I said, we owe Jimmy the Greek an apology, don't we? Ah! <laughs> we got this man about the paint because we're talking about them fast twitch muscles and he here we are a few decades later gatorade is motherfucking literally selling fast twitch that is so crazy to me uh so yeah that is that is some some good good old-fashioned sism doesn't really make me feel fucked with but it is funny i give it like a 25 that's hilarious uh karen what would you score it uh you know what actually is zero because i don't even think i would have made the connection i'm like oh okay. that's some energy drink they just made a name okay twitching it's be tweaking you i'm old so that's a, that's around i'd have been down yeah um and i i don't know how we made it full circle on the turn fast twitch but here we are hey and they have a full commercial black people was in it running and shit too i was like oh wow we just really going here yeah they didn't make the connection i because i wouldn't have made the connection i i i definitely did uh lastly uh cast always writes in black history hey karen arada i enjoyed your discussion on learning black history and culture in different avenues my mom was super intentional on promoting black history culture and literature i am an 80s baby who had a cart full of barbies and another set full of baby dolls all black i truly don't know what a feat that was until didn't know what a feat that was until hearing others my age talk about how they never had black dolls or only one or two because they were too hard to find i had so many black novels growing up and when we went to the library we were steered towards black books Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because and as an adult i understand this but as a kid it was this big thing where one of my relatives was buying a child black baby dolls and they mm. was like my baby gonna do black baby dolls I ain't, they flat out said I'm not buying no white baby dolls like that was their thing and other family members they just could not understand that concept and why would you do that like just go buy the other baby doll like why are you going out of your way to you know get these black baby dolls when there's other baby dolls that are just fine she was like y'all it's more than it's not just a fucking baby doll it's more to it than just i got you something to play with it's, it's it, it, it 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 can fuck children up and they had this conversation like decades ago when i was smaller and like a huge conversation about it and now i go oh i understand why they did that it's easier now because of the internet like you can literally go and be like black baby dolls or, you know and, that, and you can have that shit shipped to your house and you don't have to go to toys R us and all these other mainstream places because now people can specialize shit just for you yeah exactly um i didn't know until very recent i mean there's and there's that historical you know study with the black girls and the baby dolls and and i mean it's heartbreaking to watch beautiful little black children talk about you know not wanting a black doll because it's ugly you know Mm -hmm. and it, it tells you a lot about colorism racism um misogyny it tells you so much about our society and how people value and don't value themselves because of things we are taught um not things that you know things that are learned not things that are innate to us yeah and also i remember too uh uh, them having a uh as a child them having a conversation about giving little girls baby dolls all together like one of my relatives she was like 
yeah i'm not gonna put a baby doll in my child's hand in my little girl's hand i'm gonna do other shit i'd rather put like a bunsen burner and like paint and all these other shit like like the whole goal isn't to quote unquote teach her how to be a mom and take care of a fucking doll like if that's something that they choose to do that's fine but i'm not going to quote unquote force this upon them i'm going to let them and allow them to make that decision on their own uh, I didn't know until very recently that black fiction readers didn't believe they could find black fiction outside of urban fiction or black trauma stories. Aside, I'm not even sure we use trauma in the same way. Some are including stories with black characters who experience conflict having nothing to do with blackness is black trauma, which is where, uh, weird because who is reading any book with any character without conflict? Yo. Right. The internalized anti-blackness and racial paranoia, while it is, I'm empathetic to it, it is a real hindrance to a lot of critical thinking and critical thought mm-hmm. in in the processes that when we want to have these discussions it's you know it's one of the reasons i don't really do a lot of media analysis uh um with the way that people do criticism and stuff th- these days i don't like it because a lot of times it's an internalized thing that you make the artist problem but it's you it's you yes you sit you sat up there and put the black characters in a box and you decided that somehow snowfall is not racial trauma but underground is and to me i don't understand you just need to have an internal conversation with why it's one of, why only one of those counts is quote unquote setting us back and you don't want to see those stories on tv no more right but you love the wire and you love snowfall and you love empire you love you know like it's it's interesting where we draw the line on on shit and uh it's not neat and i understand why people get to those conclusions but your conclusions don't always get to govern everything for everyone else that's just your motherfucking opinion agreed anyways i appreciate karen noting how that intentionality is something many don't have i can imagine it's overwhelming being hit with so much of fully understanding what it means as an adult folks come to black history in so many different ways and we have to be those avenues i guess aware of those avenues maybe i love that black creators are putting our history in their work whether it's the center of the story or background context it makes us black and other think and find the truth that's why the attack on even or or even or even a hint of it is so intense yeah yeah and and also i think uh for me uh growing up and the way history in the past was taught to me kind of like roger said you have your pre-approved negroes and you watch eyes on the prize like so we really i can speak for me really didn't get to know a lot and i always hated history because the shit was boring it was nothing entertaining i didn't give a fuck about these white men i didn't give a fuck about them forefathers you gave me some answers and i spit it back to you on the abcde it was like there was nothing about this that kept my attention and i know i'm not the only child it's like the fuck is this i guess i go through it because i'm forced to be here yeah i i just think it's interesting because like we can interrogate those things ourselves and once you're not a child anymore you have so much freedom to go explore this stuff and people choose not to agree and so at that point it's on you that you don't know this stuff it's on Mm -hmm. you that that like to keep that same mindset from being like a a a middle schooler to to being a grown-ass adult and being like well it's so boring or whatever it's like no it's really not and a lot of times the shit you're learning you're fascinated by you listen to a podcast and you learn you're like god damn that happened 
oh you watch a documentary what the fuck you watch uh you're watching uh 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 watchmen and you're like that was what the tulsa massacre was and and it's like yeah it's not really boring it's just there's a level of emotional toll that i think some people are trying to avoid and i'm not this is not a knock on them for trying to avoid it but they're using that to be the excuse for oh no nah, it's just this is just that we're older now we do know better we can learn we can go find those things we don't want to for whatever reason we don't want to and i think what ends up happening is the black creative is the one who carries the toll and gets blamed and and pilloried for for not being afraid like it's like how you gonna make me do i'm not making you watch the show dog Mm -mm. why y'all only want to talk about slavery i don't only want to talk about slavery but this the only one you pay attention to and get mad about like i like i've i've been doing other things too but you weren't checking those out as hard and this is the one thing you're trying to keep me from talking about right and i don't understand because we know what happens in the absence of us owning and discussing our history and 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 talking about it with our fingers we know what happens and and also this is the thing it's okay but like this if you know that you don't want to watch it that's fine the problem that a lot of people have is y'all motherfuckers are the most vocal the people that don't watch the shit the people that don't support the shit the people that 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 will praise people for doing it but then tell about like i ain't watch it y'all are the fucking loudest like these artists could exist in their own realm and do their own shit without you being the right. fucking loudest the people that like it and enjoy it will watch it but the people that are like i don't watch the shit you don't want the shit to exist you won't say you don't want the shit to exist but your actions show that you don't want the shit to exist because like you right right to say they can do tons of other shit fucking crickets the second they talk about this it triggers something within these people and they 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 have an obligation to feel like they have to shut the shit down yeah and i just think Cass really nails it when she says that people will take any conflict a black character black protagonist has and then they'll label it black trauma and like we saw that a lot with like insecure where like insecure i love that show the characters have conflict but they're not necessarily all racial conflicts they're mm-hmm. mostly just interpersonal conflicts amongst friends and family and stuff like that you know slight hints towards racial conflicts every once in a while and yet you'd have people being like i'm so tired of black shows having trauma and you're like what 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 do you mean you just want to show with no conflict no stakes that's ridiculous and my thing is trauma is trauma and i think sometimes trauma does happen because you black everybody knows this right but sometimes trauma happen because it's just fucking life well also you're writing a story right there's gonna be conflicts it's just and so to label every conflict a trauma and then to label all trauma black because the characters are black and then go why do we got to have black trauma nigga if you were watching girl girls if you were watching sex in the city you'd still be watching conflict and stuff but you wouldn't be calling it black trauma because the character just because of the race of the characters not because of the storylines anyway i learned a lot of black history from books but non-fiction it was black romance novels like i love a spicy book but also 
i'm going to spend an hour go research i'm i'm going to spend an hour go researching these reconstruction era death books and the black lady spy main character was searching for when she met the love interest true story i found out the white nationalist orgs in the 1870s had actual books of notable black politicians and leaders marked for death in books floating around the south from a romance novel several people on the list were murdered i imagine that is how many folks get their curiosity get when their curiosity from an hbo show led them to find out the tulsa massacre was a real event that's true um telling our stories outside the formal setting of school has always been important it will even be more important with the attack on public education i'm rooting for all the podcast movies after the strike books songs poems anything that will keep our stories alive and our voice and in our voice congrats on drape the maniacs ride hope y'all have a great week thank you thank you baby and it's also for me it's one of those things to when roger kind of talk about this and i understand and i have empathy that is coming from a place of traumatizing for trauma you know being traumatized and it's coming from a place of white supremacy but it's very very frustrating when most of us know the importance particularly of a certain age you know the importance of learning back history you know the importance of being educated on this you know the importance but then you'll turn around and you do the same thing that that, 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 that the MAGA people and the people that don't want it like your actions are the same because the end result is that you don't want it there they don't want their children feeling bad you don't want your children feeling bad Ron DeSantis would also love for you not to know about the tulsa massacre right so it's, it's it's like so so both parties the goal is the same even though right. black people don't look at it like that but that is a problem it's a percentage of people that goes i don't want to learn my history i don't want to feel bad i you know even though you were you the victim now you know uh your people the victim but you know you you go through this thing and this is their way of navigating the fucked up world of white supremacy in our country but it does not behoove and benefit anybody to have a stupid ass population that has no idea these conflicts happen because you know why this is how you can have the supreme court strike down affirmative action and everybody act like this bullshit is fucking brand new because nobody knows their history yeah and i think they want it that way and it's just you have to be cognizant of of stuff you have to think a little bit deeper a little bit more critically and you have to be intentional about it and you know i'm not saying everybody got to pick up a book i'm not shaming anybody i'm not yelling at y'all or anything like that i think it's internalized when you receive it that way because i'm talking the same way i would want someone to talk to me about the stuff i'm just informing people that it's out there i'm informing people they don't have to be ashamed of it and that there's nothing to run from here um and uh and you're not weak or bad for being like i don't want to learn these things but understand that that there is a american um there's a american problem there's a um there's something that is that is being like uh what do you call it promoted to make sure that we don't learn these things right you know and also like to be honest a lot of the stuff i was so happy to learn was i learned about resistance that's the main thing they don't teach you in the schools they don't mind teaching you about some of the like more tragic things that happen because there's like a subtext and an undercurrent of like stay in your place and this won't happen to you but i love reading the stories of like revolutions one of my drape the maniac stories is 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 about a revolution a revolt and i can't wait for y'all to hear it um it's gonna be so good um i i think you know some like 
stories of uh the, the google uh, wiki wiki joe pullum if y'all get a chance that story is uh, bananas uh there was a sniper i read about just not too long ago about this dude that got drummed out of the army and just went full black national and got him a gun and start fucking everybody up and shooting nothing but cops and shit like it was crazy and it's just no one's teaching those stories because they there's resistance it's anger it's violence um they would rather teach us mlk marched peacefully and was killed like jesus for our sins yeah, like the, that's what they that's the the stories they do want us to know and that's the pre-approved negroes as you were saying mm-hmm. but the but then we have every resource at our fingertips and we still aren't going out and being like well let me go learn about the non-pre-approved negroes on my own why well, i gotta wait for a, a class or someone to 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 take me to the library i can do that shit my fucking self so yeah and yeah. Now, and now it's easier than ever because you have the internet like you have tools that we didn't have decades ago and so it's also one of the things too where and you don't always have to read a book like right said, it's all types of documentaries and podcasts like it's all types of ways to get this information where these people have done the research they have fact checked <clears throat> so the information you're getting is accurate uh but i think because of just the way the system is designed it just fucks people up and people just don't know how to handle it and how to process it like mm -hmm. it's very hard for an adult to talk to a child about this shit when they haven't navigated how they felt themselves yeah and another story the story i was talking about with that sniper is mark essex e-s-s-e-x look up that wiki this motherfucker was a menace uh but what can i was about to say and also when you talk about uh resistance yes like you say they'd rather teach the like you say the the he was a good nigga that got killed and turned the other cheek than to teach that and they rather say stupid shit like all slaves was happy and all this bullshit than the teacher like no these slaves weren't happy these slaves revolted these slaves ran away these slaves was like ah you will kill me before you put me back again they don't want that because the people start getting that they go oh y'all might get quote unquote smart enough to actually start rebelling against the system and realize how fucked up and foul the system is and, and history will repeat itself quote unquote well we'll have to deal with the shit that our ancestors have to deal with with these quote unquote ungrateful and unhappy negroes that we quote unquote gave everybody everything to and now all of a sudden they ungrateful and trying to tell us what to do and voting us out of office and all this bullshit they don't want that and on top of that the way they do it now they go oh since y'all want to be so quote unquote smart we'll take the books out the school we'll take the books out the library we'll scrub it off the internet so they want shit but even if you find out about it you quote unquote can't go and get it like you used to be aware yeah so like i said man take it upon yourselves if if, if it's something that moves you uh all this stuff is out there there's so many black people writing books so many shows so many documentaries there's you can go you don't you can filter your own way through and learn if you want to and if you don't want to you're not less black you're Mm -hmm. not a bad black person i'm not calling you the problem or any of that and i don't want anybody to hear that when they hear us talk about that because that's not what's being said Mm -mm. we only people we want to be ashamed of themselves is people that eat arby's all right y'all we'll be back We'll be back later throughout the week. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah.